Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome everyone to the virtual Hajj series. Every night, inshallah, myself, Mufti Abdul Rahman, and we all we will also be hosted by Sheikh Masmari Mufti Abdul Wahab on some blessed nights. And uh, we hope everyone is well, happy, safe, and inshallah. You know, we had something like this going on in the month of Ramadan, back to back, every single night. And then in the last 10 nights of Ramadan, if you guys were following us, we had the top 10. Top 10 in the last last 10 nights. Now, this is going to be similar to that. We are going to do every single night at 9.30, we will take you on a experience as if you're sitting in your home and we're going to make you wear these glasses. <laughs> we're not going to make you do that, Jed. We're gonna make you wear these goggles, and then you're going to we're going to try to show you what Mecca and Medina is today, the the virtues of these cities, and the purpose why two million people from all across the world leave their family, their children, their business, and and they go there and humble themselves in front of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and ask for only one thing, his his pleasure. So, brothers and sisters, please help me by welcoming also Mufti Abdul Rahman. Uh, he's here, and uh, and want to welcome all you brothers and sisters who are joining us. Please state the state, city, country, wherever you're joining us from. We'd like to also include these people in our du'as and our prayers. So, Mufti Sab, are you excited about this? I know yes. we know it's not the best substitute for Hajj. I know you're supposed to be in Hajj this year, correct? Yeah, both of us are. And and you are you had plans to go. You and Mufti Abdul Wahab had plans to go. Um, Sheikh Masmari who will be joining us, he had plans to go. And like that, scholars all across the world and families all across the world had plans to go for Hajj. And we our plans have changed. This is the plan of Allah. We don't we don't we don't dictate the plans. So Mufti Sahab, I know you're not you're not as excited as Hajj because when you're when you go for you know, really, when it comes Hajj time, I'm excited, but I'm also nervous. Do you have the same feeling like I do? Yeah, for sure. Are I you nervous know. or are you excited? Like I want to know. Um, excited, extremely excited, but then you also are nervous about certain things, like uh, certain elements of arriving in Medina, seeing Labbaik, seeing the Kaaba for the first time, whether you're going to be accepted or not. Like you have an element of being nervous as well. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I think my, I, there used to, there used to be an excitement to go to Mecca and Medina. Now I'm actually nervous, because I feel like this is what happens. We don't value it, we don't cherish the moments. Now we can't go. Exactly. You know, um, so I we're gonna talk about that. But before we get into Mufti Sab's feelings, my feelings, I have very sensitive feelings. You know, what I'm saying brothers and sisters, you know, <laughs> very sensitive person. You know, but uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, we want to um, first give you guys an update that inshallah every night, every night around every evening in the Dil Hijjah days, the first ten days of Dil Hijjah, starting for, we started today actually. Um, there is going to be released. We will be releasing a new series, and that series is called the History of Makkah. Right, Mufti Sab? It's the History of Kaaba um, by Mufti Asim Rashid. You know, he's a great like he's. I'm one of the best scholars when it comes to this topic, right? He has in-depth knowledge about the history of Islam, history of certain geographical locations, um, coupled with his um, articulate way of speaking and con you know making things concise for the audience. We're not in Mecca this year, but you know a lot of times we go for Hajj and Umrah before, uh, without knowing much about those places. So it's better you it's, you use this time that we have these 10, 11 days and take these and use these resources so that now you can value those places more because you already have taken in all the knowledge and information about those places so alhamdulillah we mufti asim recorded in australia and then over here in miftah we edited and we're publishing the videos every single day at 5 p.m eastern standard time they'll come out so uh, you know binge watch those uh, videos and every single day and um uh and 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 just make sure that you share that with everybody and benefit from it. So that's five o'clock every day, um, Eastern Standard Time, that you will get this amazing series from the beginning, the foundations of the Kaaba, history of the Mecca, different you know areas where you are in, in Mecca. And I can promise you and confident that 
you will uh, value and enjoy Mecca more after watching this series. It's only a 10-minute video clip, 10 average 10-minute video clip daily. So make sure that's part of your um, daily schedule. Um, secondly, of course, Sheikh Abdullah and I, are, we're going to be speaking about Hajj, the journey of Hajj from 9 uh, 9.30. You know, we're going to keep this concise as possible daily, nightly um, from today onwards. So it's going to be 11 nights. And the... Uh, Mind pro the, the thought process behind this series that we're doing, this live broadcast that we're doing with all of you, is I know we called it the virtual journey of Hajj. And Sheikh Abdullah said, We're going to put your glass VR glasses on and take you there. But we don't have that technology, but I don't know, maybe you have that. But how do you explain it? it? Yeah, so we're going to exactly. You know, yeah. The depiction has to be accurate. It's about people. You have to be able to tantalize people and, 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 and get to their feelings and emotions and knowledge and, and, and you know, Get to them and stimulate them. Can you do that? Exactly. So, inshallah, inshallah, the the uh, the vision of this nightly broadcast with all of you is that we will go in a journey of Hajj, day by day journey of Hajj, day one, day two, as if like it's a journey of Hajj that my brother Sheikh Abdullah and myself we embarked upon many times. Alhamdulillah, and it's pretty much the journey of Hajj is pretty standard. Like you have these three, four days in Medina, then a couple of days in Makkah, then you have the Hajj, then you have a night after that, and you have to leave. So, like, what are we going through day by day? And in those days, you have certain ziyarat. You know, you have certain landmarks in Medina Munawwara, and we'll be speaking about different things in Medina. What do, what are we doing day two, day three, day four? Um, how are we getting? How you know? How are we? Going to be uh, what? What are we going to see in those days? What are how, what are our feelings and emotions on when when we're seeing Masjid Nabawi, when we're saying Salam, when we're going to Jatul Baqiyah, and then we're traveling? Imagine travel putting your ihram on. Imagine I'm thinking about putting your ihram on. What do you think on the day we're putting the ihram on? Day like day four, day five. What do you think? I mean, you so want to make it. You want to make it descriptive. You're not going to be wearing a hat. No, ihram. Full. The day the day that when the day that we're traveling from Medina to Mecca. Is the day we're putting our haram on and that journey from Medina to Makkah? What do you what is the, What do you think, Bajan? I, I think it's a, a, a good idea because then people can see your hair finally. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm very eager to see your hair because your hair is actually very long now, and um, but I don't want to see you in towels. I just that's not that's not very. It's gonna be covered, you know. Okay, you're gonna be pinned up and stuff. Yeah, yeah pinned up, you know, the whole night. <laughs> you know, so yeah, as long as you're pinned up. And and I can see your you know your your silky silky hair, and then you can sing Zenbika for me one more time. Oh, no 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 Zenbika never, never. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that I, I'm fine with that. I, I I prove I prove that we can ask the audience the same question. Would would the Mufti Abdul Rahman is actually thinking about um, doing one session with the day that Ihram is put on in Hajj? What the Ihram on? So how a Hajj is supposed to look? And um, how about how about after the day of Arafah shaving our hair? That's too I will not. I, telling you right now, I will not be shaving my head this summer. Okay, this okay. Summer. No. Next my dad or my mom says you have to shave, then I'll do it. But, <laughs> but um, otherwise, I I don't think I I'll be. Um, this every Hajj I do shave my my head. Yeah. I I cut my hair, and everybody asks me the same question like, "You really gonna shave your hair? I mean, hair is no big deal. Like, I mean, people love their hair. I don't know why people are so so attached to the hair. Like, what's what is up with your hair, man? Like, you know." I mean, what I mean, I know some people are going bald. Be graceful and go bald. Yeah. You know, okay, just wear a baseball cap or wear wear a topi. <laughs> no one knows you're bald. Uh, and um, so we're getting some votes in for the towels. If we, uh, if people, if people want Muftisab to wear the towel, I think Sheikh um, is gonna be very happy because he wants me to. He wants to. He want one day get on. The live session with our Imam on. That's probably the only day in the world that I would do that. Yeah, I you know, you do look like Jesus. People don't know this. You look like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll take that picture that I had at Ihram with my uh, long hair and, and haram, and people thought oh, I looked like Jesus. Picture. You know, I, I think we have some pictures from Hajj that we might have to share with people. Yeah. You know, we were around the Kaaba with Sheikh Masmari and some of our uh, Detroit, Michigan family, uh, with Sheikh Omar Suleiman and some other people from other um, parts of America. So we have some beautiful pictures. And beautiful um, sites of Makkah, Medina. Mufti Sab, take us through. I just want to let the people know that you know, if anyone has, if there are people in this chat that have done their Hajj, please write down what year you've done your Hajj. What year, and uh, in, in the first time you you went to Makkah or Medina, you know, please you can you can also write that down. Um, and uh, we're gonna tell you, me and my brother are gonna tell you our first journey, first journey to Medina.
and I'll talk about it in a second. Uh, so if you guys um, can write that down, and then then we're going to talk about the experience of it. I don't know. Everybody has their own experience. Mufti Sahib, you know, when people come back from Hajj, they're like, they have these unbelievable stories of God's help. They lost their passport or they lost their husband. They're like, thank God I lost my husband. Dua kumul hogi hai. Dua kumul hogi hai. You know? You know? But uh, anyways, um, so you have these unbelievable stories uh, when you go there, especially Hajj. So we're going to talk about that. But I, this is what I wanted to say as a disclaimer. Anyone that has not performed Hajj, not Umrah, I'm talking about Hajj. Man arad al-Hajja fal The Prophet ﷺ said, Anyone that has made intention and they have the resources, they must make the intention and start preparing. So this year it has been suspended. Next year, inshallah, you know, um, you can try your best. Inshallah, the situation opens up. We need to go. Um, uh, anyone that does hajj, anyone that does hajj, the Prophet said, Anyone that does hajj, Mufti Sahib, will never become poor. Can you imagine? You will never become poor. The Prophet says, if you do hajj, you will never become poor. And we talk about because all of us are afraid of becoming poor. The Prophet said that to spend money for hajj is multiplied 700 times. One of the best money that is spent is to go for hajj. Don't plan for a travel or a journey. I mean, he's saying, except in three places. Makkah, Medina, or Bayt al-Maqdis. If you want to go somewhere, this is the, the best place to go. The Prophet ﷺ said, anyone that comes back from Hajj, comes back from Hajj like the day their mother gave them birth. This is Hajj. Absolutely. Hajj erases all your sins. All your sins. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about many things in 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 um in this in, in the in the days of in Surah Baqarah, Salah, Warka'umar Raki'in, Wa'atu Zakah, Wa'aqimu Salah, Wa'atu Zakah. Allah says in the um uh, so there's salah is mentioned in Baqarah, Siyam is mentioned in Baqarah. So you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, So many things are mentioned in Baqarah. Baqarah in the second Jews, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts to speak about Al-Hajj Ashurum Ma'lumat. Hajj is has these fixed days. You can't do Hajj outside these days. You can fast outside these days. You can give charity outside these days. You can pray any single day, any day of the year. Mufti Sahib, right? Yep. You can't do Hajj other than the Hajj is just four or five days. And Al Hajju Al Arafah. If you missed ninth and tenth of the Hijjah, those are the days of Hajj. There is that, you know, you have Arafah has two nights, you know. Um, so in that aspect, you have such a such an amazing journey that we're talking about. And it's very difficult, brothers and sisters. I don't want to get sentimental, emotional, but it's very difficult that the world is not going there. You, you know, people. Don't know this. We in America, if you're from America, we take it easy. Like, oh yeah, book a flight, call my travel agent, and you know, arrive in Jeddah or Medina. Yeah, but that that point that point of yours, that that's a good point you just mentioned, right? It's it's ironic that as see, I think we, today's today's um day, tonight's night session is about uh, the journey towards Mecca and Medina, and letting everyone know that. Our journey is going to start with Medina because that's how we usually prefer our trips. Like everyone has their own personal. That's you know, one reason. And also we want to do the second half of Hajj, this part, because we're going to be in Arafah in those, those 10 days. days. Yeah. So we're going, to be starting in, we're going to start in Medina. So we're talking about the journey, the preparation. You see what happens usually. You plan, you set, you put your name down, you put a deposit down, you, you choose which groups you want to go with. Sheikh Abdullah's group is... You know, you're hi-fi, Dar Salaam guy, you know, and me, you know, I'm with the, you know, somewhere in the American tent far away walking. Did you always ask me, can I come to your hotel room, take a shower? Huh? <laughs> that's, you know, true. that's true. That's true. I do. You have, your Hajj partners, you know, I know Sheikh Naveed Aziz is with you, and Sheikh Omar Salibad, you know, they, they, 
but you always want to come to my, my yeah, hotel. You would have a hotel room in Mecca. Ours is in Azizia, far away. I mean, people that have been there know what the, the struggle. So we're starting with become our way. Next, next time. So, you know, so you're getting ready. Uh, you, which group are you going to go to? Should I go Mecca, Medina first? This, so all the things, the different things are happening in their preparation. And then what happens is that you get your, you get your passports back. You get your visas, your itinerary. Now the days are nearing. People are saying, make, make sure you send my salam to the Prophet ﷺ. Make dua for me, my no. family. And you, now you're getting a list of duas for each other. Now the day comes. You feel special. You feel special, you feel special man. It's the good. You should. Someone's actually, actually make, asking you to make dua for them. Like, what? Like, you feel special. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an unbelievable. Fit. So I remember the first time I went for Hajj after a long time, right? I mean, when we, we went when we were kids, but then we went again. Um, 2017, I went after a long time with the group. It was really a special feeling, right? Like you're going, everyone's saying salam, hugging you, and you drive down to Chicago from Detroit. So now this is that feel. Now one thing that one thing that happened recently with the, you know, the Alhamdulillah, we're living in America and Canada, most of us, Western world. What happens is we don't understand the value of being accepted to go to Mecca and Medina. Yeah, we don't. Because we don't have a lottery system over here of how many times you can go You can go every year Because we have a slot for us But other countries in the world Really Like if they They, they waited 30 years of their life Saved up all the money that they had How many stories you hear about people That have come from all over the world They've saved up for the last 30-40 years And they, they, they know this is their only time to come They live in a hotel so far away from Medina They walk every single salah to Masjid Nabi Stay there all day and then when they're seeing the Kaaba for the last time, or when they're leaving Madinah Nawara for the last time, you know, their feeling is real. They know they can. They know they're going to come back. They know it. The feeling is real. For us, it's like, inshallah, I'll be back here next year, right? But oh, no, I'll, be back, I'll be back in winter break. I uh, winter break, exactly. But for them, it's the feeling. And honestly, if you can find people like that during your journey over there, it makes your journey even that much better, honestly. Because they're giving you that real feeling. They know when they're leaving, they're crying, and they're not sure if they're ever going to get back. Even though we don't know if we're going to come back, but in the back of our head, we're like, okay, inshallah, you know, we're going to go back. Can you give an to this door right here? I mean, I mean, I mean, inshallah, I mean, inshallah. All of us were here. So, I mean. so now what happens is when we're going on that journey, right, Bajan? Before we talk about that journey, everyone who's watching today and who's going to watch later, remember, going to Makkah and Medina is not like planning a trip to Hawaii or Florida or Disneyland, Disney World. It's not like that. The conditions for those trips are you have the money, you have vacation time, you know, you are motivated to go, and then you just go. Right, you go on Airbnb, book book uh, hotels or book an Airbnb, and you go. What, even though it seems very similar, like Mecca, Umrah became so convenient in the recent year, where you have the e visa, you go online, you just get the visa. And I remember it's so ironic as it became easier to go. You have some money, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars, three thousand dollars. Umrah is very easy. You go. the The aspect of being accepted to go left our minds. It was as if if we had the money, we had free time, we could just go. Yeah. Going to Mecca and Medina is and it's being accepted to be the guest of the Prophet. Sheikh Tariq Jamil Sahib speaks about this in one of his talks a long time ago. He said, When I was young, when I went to Medina for the first time, and um, uh, so so when I went for the first time to Medina, one of the first times I went to Medina, Sheikh Tariq Jamil says, He says, I was sitting in a taxi, right, the whole time, and the taxi driver is asking the next one over, How was your day today? Right? How was your day today? So the, the 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 taxi driver responds and he says it was a very slow day today. I had no I had no passengers all day. Sheikh Tarjimizab's taxi that he was sitting in he says same thing with me. Today's day was a very today's day was very slow, and um and uh, the first passenger I've had all day was this you know this person who's sitting here. He didn't realize that this person understood Arabic. So as they're chit chatting, one of them says to the other one, he says, "Don't worry, لا تحزن كفابنا جبار رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم." It is enough for us, even though we have no money, we didn't get any passengers, it is enough for us that we have been accepted to be the neighbor of the Prophet wow. Like they, the taxi drivers that Sheikh, Sheikh, Sheikh was saying that, that that line of his, that the fact that it is enough for us to be, that's enough of an honor, we don't need the money. That resonated with the rest of our life. So for us, it's a sign of being accepted. Once you get accepted, then you go. If you're not accepted, then there's nothing in the world can that, that there's nothing in the world that can make you go. So, first of all, the journey of Hajj and Umrah starts with being accepted, mm. and that is a great ni'mah that you've been accepted before, and that's how you go. It's not because of our money. It's not because of our free time. Now, it comes if it, it, that this acceptance has no intercession. It comes from above. Yeah, it comes from above. You know, and honestly, you know, there's one. If anyone wants to study the love for Medina. 
the love for Ajun Umrah, the love for going. There's a person named, his name is Professor Iqbal Azim. This man, right, he's a blind person. And throughout his life, he wrote poems about going to Medina and seeing Medina. That's all. Mm -hmm. He says, Akhri waqt me kya ro Naqe dunia dekhu Ab to bas ek hi dun hai Ke madina dekhu He says, what, what can a person ask for at the end of his life? Like, bro, you're seven years old. You're about to leave this world. What can a person, a person who's sick, a person who has, what can a, why would that person ever make dua for anything else but, oh Allah, accept me to go to Medina? Muftisab, that line, your voice brought goosebumps. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he says, he didn't, yeah. you know, basically he says, you know, oh Allah, just let me see Medina again. You know, he says, just let me see it once more. Oh Allah, you probably accepted me before. I probably did not value it. Oh Allah, let me just see it once more. I'm blind. Just give me eyesight once more so I can see it, I can capture the beauty, and it can stay with me for the rest of my life. These real people, when they were when they were in sat on that plane, they felt or they sat on the back of the horse or the camel, they walked there, right? When they did that, that's uh, uh that's that's the real deal right there. I mean, that's what Professor Iqbal Adim, inshallah, as we you know are in this 10-day journey of ours, I'll definitely share more poems of his. I mean, his poems about this are unbelievable. But and I, I study Arabic poetry and Farsi poetry, Bajan, but poems that capture the beauty and of Medina to Munawara and the feeling of Medina Munawara, I don't think any language does it justice the way the language of Urdu, and especially this man. The way he does it, all these, you know, Khadi uh, Wahid uh, Zafran, all these people, they do some amazing, they recite his poems in an amazing way. But nonetheless, that's his line right there, how he wrote that, okay? So now when you're going to Masjid Nabawi, and you, I mean, you're traveling for Hajj and Umrah, now you're sitting on that plane, you're accepted by Allah, Bajan. That feeling, Bajan, how are you feeling? You're you're leaving your family, you know, you're sitting on that plane. Let me tell you about something about Hajj Muftizab. You know, you're, you're bringing this up. I swear to God. I, even when I'm on the plane, I feel like I, there's a chance of me being rejected. Allah, you know, like I just, I just even, uh, you know, I, I, I think we're, we're, we're getting gonna have, uh, we're gonna, we're getting. I'm too excited about talking about this already. But like, even when I'm on the plane, and I got my bags checked in, I'm afraid that, you know, something can happen. So many people I know, you know. Oh, Allah Akbar. Inshallah, good to see you both. Sheikh Masmari, how you doing? Yeah, how you doing, Sheikh? Sheikh, you got a haircut? Yeah, we got to feel the Hajj vibe, you know? Oh, Daima, mashallah, you're looking beautiful. Sheikh, we, we, had a, we did a small vote of the day, like the day four or day five, when we're putting a haram on, usually from Medina to Mecca, that we should probably come with a haram and I should come without my turban that oh, day. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> no, not only that, if you want to do hajj, then you know I've already cut my hair, so we gotta we gotta do the whole thing where we cut off our hair in the end too. So you show us that beautiful hair, and the next day you cut it off. I, that's, I, gonna, I, that's gonna be too I, much I, for me. I I I I I'll, I'm not doing that hajj where I'm cutting my hair this year. <laughs> Sheikh Abdullah thinks he has beautiful hair. Like, relax. Just cut your hair, okay? I, I bought too many beauty products for my hair, man. I invested so much. Into this. I, <laughs> I can tell. I it. <laughs> yeah. So, Sheikh, exactly for joining us. You know, we were just uh, we were just uh, talking about like the journey, getting ready the first day. You know, you're in the airport, and we're going through that feeling right now. And Sheikh Abdullah was saying, like, you know, even when he finally sits on that plane, he doesn't really feel like, you know, am I going to make it? You know, am I going to be accepted? You still have those thoughts that are going through your mind. So Sheikh Masmani, when you mashallah, you go every single year, what are your what are what are you going through on that day when you're leaving your house with the bags in your hand, going to the airport, sitting on a plane? What are you going through at that time? Sheikh Masmani, how many for so many years have you been going consistently? Uh seven. Seven Mashallah. 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 I mean, I mean in and resurrect, resurrect you amongst the Sheikh Muslim, honestly, you and Sheikh Abdul are sitting in front of me. I'm always in a different group because you guys are among the you know elite, right? A group Darussalam people, and I'm in, in the Ghuraba, you know, Fuqara. But my one of my highlights of my trip is to see both of you in, in Haram and Medina Munawra, and then to see both of you in your hotel room after I do tawaf and I'm tired and I don't have a place to go because I have a hotel in Azizia. Today, we couldn't, you know. No, it's, it's, 
it's it's like people like you, the simple, humble people like you, who are making dua because of that, our hajj is being accepted. <laughs> yeah, but then, uh, yeah, but Sheikh Musa, go ahead, Bismillah. Subhanallah. To be honest, it's, for me personally, before I say that, this year is one of the most difficult years. So it's not that easy for us to relive that, knowing that we don't know why we weren't accepted this year to go for Hajj as an invitation. So um, uh, it's, it's it's very sad and it's heart uh, breaking to know that this year we can't stand on Arafat and we can't be among the Hujjaj who call upon Allah. I just feel like Hajj is a rizq. It's sustenance that we were deprived from this year. And um, and it's very heartbreaking, wallahi. It's not that easy. People people that may have not yet gone to hajj don't fully understand what hajj means. Hajj becomes an addiction. You know, the whole journey from the beginning, you know, and people need to know anyone that teaches, anyone that is in a position of teaching needs themselves some spiritual enrichment. And for for all of us, Hajj was what keeps us going throughout the year. Without Hajj, I feel like, you know how people have to seek counseling, have to seek therapy. For many mashayikh and for many people, Hajj is that counseling, is that therapy because you're connecting with Allah, you're making dua. And now we have to live a complete year, another year, without refreshing, without going back to Allah, without being among the Hujjaj and Arafat. So it's very sad. It's very, it's very sad to know that just... We're just living the 10 days of the hijjah You know, not, not, nothing beyond that. But alhamdulillah, inshallah, inshallah, may Allah, may Allah accept. And Allah for choosing this theme. And people, bi'ithnillah, will, will, um, will go with us step by step to fully understand what the feeling is all about. And hopefully, bi'ithnillah, they can at least visualize what, what uh, Ar-Rawda is, what Medina is, what we experience. And there will be, bi'ithnillah, some spiritual growth and, and also educational growth where they're going to know what to do, inshallah, in the coming hajjs, what, what they need to be aware of and how we're sharing now three experiences um, and how we approach Medina and what we think about Medina. So, may Allah come from us all. So, no, Mufti, um, I'm going to quickly tell Mufti Abdurrahman, uh, if you remember this, um, when I you became Hafiz before me, you know Sheikh Masmai Mufti Abdurrahman is blessed with this photographic memory, right? And um, so you became you became Hafiz many years before me, and I became Hafiz in 2001, you know. And a lot of things happened in 2001, and one of those things was I became Hafiz Quran, and the world changed after I became Hafiz Quran. Everybody started getting secondary inspection, people started getting, <laughs> the world changed, but um, uh, anyways, one of the things that our father did for us was that he gave us a. We, we, we said we wanted to go to Umrah as our Hajj, as our as our as our Hif prize, and that's all we wanted. You know, deep down, yeah, I wanted a car, but I was too young to drive a car. We're thirteen years old, you know, fourteen years old, um, thirteen, fourteen. Mufti said was like twelve years old, I think, and uh, we really didn't. We couldn't demand anything. These, these gadgets were not out at that time, you know. Anyway, so my father, was, but the condition was that no one would come with us. Not my dad, not my mom, no teacher. We're going to go alone. We just want to, we just want to, you know, that, you know, backpacking just alone, you know. But of course we had, we had people waiting. We had guests, we have hosts that will be receiving us there. There's, you know, everything is fine. It's, you go to Medina, you know. Um, so when, when we went there, uh, we arrived, uh, this was not my first time, but me and my brother arrived. But then this one, this one, this trip was in 2006 after I became alim. Oh, we after I became alim, correct. Yeah, after I graduated as alim, then we got this as a correct. gift for both of you. Correct. In that trip, we that was one of our best trips we've ever had because it was just us two, right? And it was it was just the feeling of enjoying Umrah and Hajj together. We had so much fun. But the first time we went. Was I think 1990 something early 2001 2001. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's when I became Hafiz the first time I went, and we arrived in Medina and someone picked us up, took us to their uh, rest house, and uh, we were just arriving at night and we were supposed to go to Haram next day. Our parents were sleeping. We got out of the house. We snuck out of their house. We were kids. We snuck out of their house, and while our parents were sleeping, we just got into the street. We uh we grabbed a taxi and we said Haram Haram Yalla you know. And he took us to Haram uh, Sheikh Masmari. We were kids. We were 12, 13 years old. It was like we got to Disneyland. We were we couldn't believe 
that our eyes were seeing the green dome. We couldn't believe our heart was in Medina. Our bodies were in Medina. Uh, we've heard about this. The pictures do not do justice to the location. No video, no clips, no speech. We were so thrilled. Now we've already seen Medina. The next morning at Fajr, our parents are taking us, acting like we haven't seen it, but we saw it last <laughs> night. <laughs> they're like, they're like, you know, you go. Troublemakers from the get go. Troublemakers from the get go. And and they're like, you're coming to Medina. Have adab, respect, you know. And they're reminding us of the of the virtues of the city and the in the masjid. And we're like, man, you have no idea. We were here all last night, you know. And it was like it was like a it was like it was like a feeling, you know. Some kids sneak out to do something wrong. That day we snuck out to see the Prophet's mosque. Whether it was the right thing to do, but we were so excited, you know. That was us when we were 12, 13 years old. And I have the exact same excitement, if not more. Today, isn't it true? Yeah. That's how it feels, but that's how it feels when you're. So that that's the beauty of going back. It's it, you never. It's like Sheikh Masmani said. It's an addiction, right? You never yeah. get tired of it. And um, what's beautiful about that is we're going to share our memories and journeys of um, Umrah and Hajj together. Um, it's that when you're sitting in the plane, you know, you're going there, and especially that short hop over. Sometimes you take a flight from Chicago to Dubai. And then you have to stay over or lay over. I think Sheikh Masmi always loves taking that New York flight, right? Yeah, he's JFK direct. The JFK direct to where? To where like, let's see, Sheikh Masmi takes that one flight. So I remember, you know, I'm in that 2017, I'm in this journey going from in that trip, like my first time after so long, Hajj. I'm kind of, I'm kind of nervous because I've never been in a group before. So I don't know what to expect. It was my last month. It was it happened the last few weeks, but because of you and Sheikh Omar, you go. Like, oh, just I wasn't even preparing for Hajj that year. And two, three weeks before, Sheikh Omar like, was trying to recruit me to go with him. Yeah, yeah. And then and he, I was confirmed with Sheikh Masmari, right? And I, I was like, you know, I, I can't come with you, Sheikh Omar. Take Sheikh Abdurrahman. And he was like, who's Sheikh Abdurrahman? Like, who's that? <laughs> now, now you're the big deal. <laughs> no, no, nobody. So then I, now I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what's, what's going on, and I'm in this Hajj group. I get to Chicago. I don't see no one from a Hajj group. I'm supposed to lead them. I don't see anybody. Again, the plane, go to Dubai and you know, have an eight to ten hour layover. It's a killer, you know, when you're you're you're, you're built, the excitement's building up. And then I get on the plane from Dubai to um, Medina, Arabajan. There's one old Arab, you know, there's two Arabs sitting next to me. I was on I was in the window seat. And as we we're getting close to Medina, you know, you have the witness the window open, right? You try the covers, you're looking down, trying to see much Nabwi. Like half an hour before, I'm starting to sing all these Urdu poems, right? Muhammad, Karo, Zabek, see all these words, right? And 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 they don't understand what I'm saying. And after like 15 minutes, like they say to me, like, can you do something in Arabic for us? I was like, no, bro. This is all you got. I'm not doing nothing in Arabic. You know, oh, you know so many things in Arabic. No, but nothing about I didn't know at that time any like poems about Medina. Like about the love of the Prophet, I, I said that. And like, I'm. But <laughs> just stop, man. So, I, you know, you're, you're, you're singing these poems and there's excitement building up. And that's the, that's the reality of that journey. You know, it's not an easy journey. But at the same time, you know, if, if you if embarked upon correctly and with sincerity, our elders of the past, you know, the whole time there, they'll be crying. Uh, you know, Imam Malik, when he would get there, he would never live in Medina. He would live outside of Medina, right? He wouldn't wear shoes in the city of Medina because he's going to this beautiful, blessed place. Um, so it's, it's uh, you know, a feeling of being accepted. I remember that time I, get, I land at the airport. I, I'm thinking that you're going to land at the airport. It's my first time landing in Medina. I thought I'm going to land there, get on a taxi, go straight to Haram, right? That's not what happened. Waited there for hours for everyone to get together. And then finally we got together. We get to the hotel. And the hotel rooms are not ready. You have to check everyone in. Yeah. I've, now you're waiting for... And now, because there was so so much time layover, the group coordinator is like, oh, why don't we just go for... Imagine Sheikh Masmini. The day we arrived, we went for ziyarat the same day. Does that ever happen? Like, we went for ziyarat the same... People don't, know what, people don't know what ziyarat is. Visitations to the, the holy sites, you know? Usually you do that in the second or third day. We get there, and right away we go for visitation. I said, fine, I'd rather not sit around the hotel room. Visitation to like Uhud and different places, right? So we now we go to these different places and now the excitement's building up, building up, right? So then inshallah, that part of it we'll talk about tomorrow. But this journey of 2017 was, it was real for me. Like, you know, Alhamdulillah, we're finally there. It's like a surreal moment. I remember the days, the, the years before we went, but this was the first time, you know, at this at this point I'm going now. Alhamdulillah, got, we got, you know, got to know the group. I remember when we arrived there 
every type of person gets accepted to go for Umrah and Hajj. It's not just the guys with the beards and turbans or sisters with hijab. Every, Allah accepts everyone from every walk of life. You know, it's about the heart at that point, um, at that moment, right? It's not about the the looks. I remember I arrived in Medina Munawwara that day in the airport. I seen all the shurtas and the airport security looking at this one youngster in the weirdest way. They they were looking at him the way like Homeland, the officer, officer there. Yeah, no, they were looking at him in the way Homeland Security Sheikh Masri looks at me when I cross the border. Like they were looking at him in such a strange way. Very and as a, in a way where they wanted to go up to him and say something to him, and but they didn't know what to do. And I just kept like, why are these guys looking at this guy? And they didn't, I didn't catch it right away. But within a few moments, it, I, I figured out why they're looking at him. But Jen, this dude was like six foot four, tall guy, was wearing the shortest shorts in the world. His shorts were like at least he just forgot to wear pants that day. He forgot to wear his shorts were 10, 15 inches above his knees. Okay. He had like as if he was going to the beach. He had his hands in his pocket like this. His he had a button-up shirt. His shirt was open. I looked. I looked at him. I said, Subhanallah, Allah accepted him here too, man. You know, that's the first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, Subhanallah. And the next thing you know, he's part of my group. Ooh, hey, he's probably yeah. watching this right now. If I'm judging you, brother, <laughs> he's probably watching. I mean, he's part of my group. And then this this man and, and I, I right I saw him. I said, you know what? You're gonna be in the Guinness Book of Records for sure. He said, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah, for the for wearing the shortest shorts ever in the history of Medina, <laughs> you 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 hit the record books for sure." And he looked at me, he's like, "Man, I don't know. I just came in. I don't know how to dress. I just he just just planned to come a, a month and a half before his cousin said it's a good place to go. Let's go. That's how he shows up, right? Wow, he accepted, accepted. But Jen, next check, check this out. We, we went for ziyarat this right same day, right? So that's right when we get there, we go to visitations." I, I right when I get to the, uh, the hotel, I tell someone to get, buy a jubba, a long thobe, like sixty, yeah. you know, like size sixty or something. What, what are the things you're wearing? I was wearing a I was wearing a thobe anyways. I always wear. I was yeah, wearing, wearing now. That's what the thobe is, right? Yeah, a thobe is this right here. So I tell someone to get a thobe. So then I lose sight of this youngster. You know where I see him? I'm go to uh, the first the first visit was Mount Ohad, right? So you know, and you know, in Ohad, when you go for ziyarat, there's someone standing on top in the whole. Uh, you know the the crowd, like the group, is standing a little lower. Yeah, I I never come to the top. That's pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. So Sheikh Omar is giving a talk from the top right here. Everyone's here. This dude's standing next to Sheikh Omar like this with his hands in his pocket, short shorts, <laughs> and everyone's looking at everyone's looking at him, not Sheikh Omar. You know, because he's 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 now I go I look at him from far like oh man this dude's there and these people want to go up to me. Those, you know those white guys that guys that wear those white thing those security dudes and think they can tell everyone what they're doing is wrong. That guy the, someone wants to go up to him. I run up to him. Hey, wear this man. He puts his he literally on Mount Ohad he puts his jubba on. Right, Allah accepts everyone from every walk of life. We just gotta beg Allah. Allah accepts us. You know that's the thing. The journey of Hajj and the journey of Umrah is based on acceptance. And we just got to make dua Allah accepts us over and over again to see the beautiful city of Medina and to visit Makkah al-Mukarramah. Sheikh Masmani, any final thoughts before we leave as far as the journey is, uh, the first day as journey is going towards um, Medina and Makkah? Allah Beautiful stories, Wallahi. Um, so, subhanAllah, my dear Mashaykh, uh, one thing that we learned from the past and our ulama and people that used to go hajj in the past is that they would spiritually prepare for these things. Mm-hmm. And this is and, and this is rooted in our tradition. You find the Prophet ﷺ and the Sahaba, the Sahaba would prepare for Ramadan six months prior. So by the time Rajab Shaban kicks in, they're ready to go, let alone Ramadan. And subhanAllah, what makes Hajj effective is one spiritual preparation. You embark in this journey of Hajj way before Hajj, knowing that you are responding to a call of Allah. Call of Allah doesn't just happen in a blink of an eye. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls you and I. As we find Ibrahim السلام, when he made that call, Inna Allah qad farada alaykum al-hajja fahujju. Qala fama min khaliqatin aw makhluqin illa wa qala labbayk Allahumma labbayk. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made hajj an obligation upon you all. And this is what this was the call of Ibrahim السلام, And then the, Ibn Abbas says that everything that exists in this world, everything in this world responded by saying labbayk Allahumma labbayk. So this is how we respond to hajj. This is how we spiritually prepare for hajj. And this is what makes an effective hajj. People that want to go to hajj wanting to experience that spiritual enrichment from the moment they land in Medina, they won't get much out of it. It's like the people that rush into Ramadan, they feel it by 
the last few nights of Ramadan, and then they miss it out in the first day of Eid. Why? Because they weren't spiritually prepared for it. So inshallah, as we go in this journey, hopefully people now prepare for their hajj in the coming year. Hujju qabla alla tastati'u anta hujju. And this is something we're experiencing. We have the finances. We have the health. We're young. We have this and that we can do so much. But perform hajj before you are not, before you are unable to perform hajj, before being deprived from going. And this is our case now. So this, inshallah, hopefully would motivate our brothers and sisters for the coming years to make sure that if you are financially, physically, you are safe, your kids are safe, and you can perform that hajj, make your intention from this year. Sure. That inshallah, you can become part of this journey and answer the call of Ibrahim salam, and we start our journey, inshallah, in the coming days as if we're really going. We start with humiliation. We start with respecting the call. We really... And speaking to the Mashayikh, and of course, Sheikh Abdul Wahab, the objective is everyone, they, the Mashayikh, want you to feel what Hajj is all about. For those that go to Hajj, this is the minimum that you may experience as we go through it together to revive our memories. And for those that have yet to go, inshallah, in the future, this lays the foundation for you to remember, to, to study, to just to understand what Hajj is all about. Hopefully, we go through this journey until the day of Eid and we enjoy the best experiences, the most beautiful city and the most beautiful moments and discussing the most beautiful human being, the Prophet wasallam, and his beautiful Hajj. Jazakallah khair, Sheikh. I want to ask you, um, what is your experience, like, you know, feelings when you're embarking that journey? Like when you're, say today, say tomorrow was your flight and and you were going for the Hijjah, you were going to Medina. What would... What's going through your mind? What are you telling your wife? And um, are you apologizing to her for everything you've done? <laughs> so what, what, is, what is going through your mind? So basically, my family, they're not too excited that I go to Hajj every year. Because, you know, we mess up on their Eid, right? Yeah. We want to Eid with our kids. But most of the time, those last few days, I'm just explaining to my family why I need it as an imam. Allah. You want me to serve? I, I got This is my vacation. And I got to get my senses together and I got to really focus on myself. So that's been very helpful. But I'm on cloud nine. When we're going to Hajj, it's like I really can't sleep. I'm just so excited. And it's the same experience. You know, we have people that we're serving. We go back and forth. We talk to people. We're trying to perform Hajj. And a lot of people are asking questions. So we know what's going to happen most of the time. You know, it's and you, have, you, have, you have bad knees. Am I right? Uh, you, you already know. That's why we like package six. <laughs> no. I, I, for sure, for sure, I can't do what Sheikh Abdurrahman does. Yeah, um, I, um, Sheikh Abdurrahman today or yesterday I probably tore his meniscus or his ACL. It looks like his knee is swollen. No, to make really. yeah. I, are you serious? Yeah. So yeah. please make dua for Sheikh Abdurrahman. He's smiling, but his knee is aching. Um, uh, so like if you Shifa, hopefully nothing serious so you get the MRI and um oh, yeah. we're putting this we we need you walking, you know. Oh, but that, that if you if you plan to like we um take a break, we we'll keep you in front of the camera so we can see you every night. Um <laughs> but Sheikh Mosmani, you know the 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 when you get there, when you're like get the power when you get to what's that feeling when your travel agency sends you the visa? <laughs> that tell me that feeling. I can't describe it, man. It's just too it's I always tell people. Hajj is really, it's how one discovers happiness. Ooh. Why? Because everything you're doing in Hajj goes against your happiness. Wow. So you're still happy. You wow. don't smell good. You're sweating all the time. You don't smell good at all. Yeah. Okay. You still hug me like all day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are we weighing for Haram? How difficult that is. We yeah. wear shoes for us, you know, we're, we're struggling. We need some good shoes to walk through the whole thing. You have to wear sandals, right? Yeah. Well, people are pushing you. People are elbowing you. People are sneezing. It's a whole list of things that that go against what, what, we, what we perceive to be, yeah, you know, yeah. to be happiness. But you're still so happy. Oh. And, and, and subhanAllah, it's just, it really shifted our understanding of happiness. You know, sometimes we seek happiness in this dunya and this and that, and we still want more and more and more, and then we consider those wants as needs. But in Hajj, you have none of that. Wow. You're just, you're just up there. So you're on the cloud before you're going? 
Oh my God. When I get those visas, halas, they're, they're in my bedroom, like right there. I, I have to see them. <laughs> you know, like, I'm sure like you're looking at for the mail for the like four or five days, every yeah, single day. I call them up. And the crazy thing is I was just telling my wife, I was like, you know, right now I'm supposed to be receiving my mail. You know, yeah. we know the dates. I was like, but I'm not receiving nothing. And I called, by the way, Dallas, I even called, you know, a few agencies and I said, is there any way you guys can like, Sneak us in. Is there a connection here and there? You know, there has to be someone that's allowed in. Only Allah, only Allah he invites. Yeah, and they said no way. I want I want the audience to know the way Sheikh Sheikh Musman is smiling. That smile and that expression is such a genuine smile and expression of joy, just speaking about it. Yeah. You know, did you see that, Did you see that, Sheikh Masmari? Yeah. Sheikh Masmari, um, I, I I we've had many programs with you. In Ramadan, but I didn't see you so cheerful and excited in this discussion ever. Like just, just talking about it, like, it's like someone talking about kebabs when they're hungry. Like, mm-hmm. you, got all, like, you know. So, but that that is that is very very like honest. I like that approach, and I think that should be everyone's approach. Sheikh Abdul Rahman, I want to ask you the same question. I know you have last things going on, but when you're getting out for this journey and the passports um, just arrived in your at your doorstep, and you just. What, what's going on? First of all, my passport, when it arrives, I can't even take it because my mother has it in her room. She's holding on to it as if she's going. You know, she's wow. so excited to see it. She keeps on looking at the Hajj visa, you know. Imagine mothers, like, you know, like, they're like what they're going through. You know, it's like, oh, my son got accepted to go. Then they're, they're, they're elderly. And, you know, they just, they have this sense of, you know, pride, joy, and they wish they I could. Didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Uh, Ami holds your passport. Ami always does it. Ami, Ami always takes a passport. She's looking at it. You know, she's telling. Guess what happened today? You got this. So she's even more excited than me. Wow. And the thing with me is, like, I can't. I cannot. Like, I'm not confident that I'm gonna be accepted till I get on that flight from Dubai to um, to Medina. Honestly. Yeah. So once I'm on on that flight, then I feel like Sheikh Masmari. Like Alhamdulillah, I'm getting there. Comes in later. Yeah, because my comes with my. I'm just, I'm just like you know. I'm not sure. I'm Allah's in it. Remember last year, I got my visa. Everything was good, but then I couldn't go. You see what I'm saying? So that's how I feel like to sit. And of course, the feelings that I'm going through is I can't even express it. But I can't express it. And Sheikh Masmi express it the best. And I, I'm sure everyone is going through the same when they get that. And I feel like this Hajj for us ulama especially. I I want to go for Hajj because for me, my personal re, uh, excitement towards Hajj is to go there and serve the people that have come there serve the guests of Allah and by serving them getting the reward and getting khair of this world and thereafter so I'm always looking forward to serving so uh, my preparation for Hajj is two suitcases full of snacks you know I'm sure Dr. Madiha who's watching she's not going to like it because she was part of her Hajj I had chips and cookies and crackers and you know because I know in Mina it's going to be difficult for three days we're not going to have any outside food but I have the whole shabam in my suitcases you got to come you got to go to our cabin mina yeah i know you guys are you guys are next level but me you know and i see the joy on these hujaj in mina when they get gatorade and they get different things and they're sitting there hungry so i what i'm preparing by taking all these snacks and different arrangements Alhamdulillah, now I'm known as a snack sheikh. Like, I always have these different snacks for them in Medina, and then I go to Mina. So, I'm preparing like that. So, how I could, to be in the best physical, you know, situation and best emotional and spiritual, where I could help those who are gone there. So, my hajj is more about helping those who are there, and in turn, getting their du'as to support and help me because I know our acts are not going to be as good as Allah wants them to be. But if we accept, we we help someone, bring a smile to someone's face, that's the biggest thing for me. So I'm preparing so that I could help those who are going there. You know, um, I've said this to someone. Someone asked me about Hajj when he came back. You know, you know, someone asked me this question. Like, what is your experience in Hajj and Umrah? I said, you know, our whole belief, the, the foundation of our faith is based on the unseen world. Fact, factual. But it's unseen world. Believing in the angels, unseen. We never saw the Prophet. We haven't seen Jannah, Jahannam. We haven't seen hellfire, paradise. So we, we're believing the, with the Quran. Of course, the Sahaba said, We saw Jannah and Jahannam. So people would say to them, We saw it through the eyes of the Prophet. He said it, we believed it. So when I, when I come back, this is my expression to this whole journey. So we're in the, we're in a realm of this world and then then the next world and then between that there's a barzakh the grave. The closest you can get to the unseen world is Medina and Makkah. 
like you've got a you got a sneak peek in the unseen world. You've you've you you're coming to the greatest city. These are not these are not things that, you know historians have made up, or these are not like archaeologists who have sung some ancient ruins. No, 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 no. This is Medina. This is this is the prophet city. This is Mecca. This is this is different. So the closest view behind the curtains of the unseen, this is where the angels walked. Right, Sheikh Masmari? This is where Jibreel just was talking to the Prophet. Like, I want to be careful when I'm walking in Medina. This is this is so much, this is so much happening there, you know. And um, so that's what my my thing is, and I'm very excited. And just like you are, we all should be excited. But travel, Sheikh Masbari knows, Sheikh Abdul Rahman knows this. All travels are difficult. All travels are difficult. It's difficult. There's so many um, trials and difficulties that come in. You, you miss your flight, delays here, you lost your luggage. So many things that happen, you know, unplanned in your travels. But the, the struggle of this journey is no like others. It's not like another struggle. This journey struggle, everyone's like, it's okay. I lost my suitcase. It's okay. I'm in Hajj. <laughs> you know, like you know, like you know, I I I lost my watch. It's okay. Like I can get through it because I'm with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. I'm with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and and this just happens. Allah's your Allah. You can feel. You can sense Allah's help with you throughout the whole process. So, brothers and sisters, um, this year we're sitting here in America, in Michigan, coming to you live and and talking about. The journey of Hajj and the whole process. Our feelings we express. Everyone can have their own feelings. Sheikh Musmi talked about his, and Sheikh Abdurrahman talked about his. You guys can write down in the comment section how you felt when you went there, when you on the way there, and the first time you or your husband or you or your parents were going. What was your excitement? Um, uh, it's you know what what how, what happens to you? You know um, the. Uh, what is what is what is what what do you feel like? We're gonna talk about the feeling coming back, you know, but what is the feeling going there? And um, I also feel like I want to go there without disappointing Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. You know, like Allah has given me this opportunity to be in His place. I don't want to go there and just waste it. That's how I feel. Like I, I'm very. I told Mufti Rahman before you came, I'm very nervous. This is, you know, and I don't have. I'm not nervous up in, in matters really. Like you know, I'm a public speaker. I'm not scared of heights, you know. Um, nothing, not really, not much intimidates me except for Mufti Rahman, Sheikh Masmari, my mother, you know. And but um, but when I go for Umrah, you know, this this when I go Hajj, when I go there, I'm very nervous. Like, I sometimes arriving in Medina gives me shivers. Like I don't know, like I don't know, like I, there's these high expectations my wife has, you know, my parents have. My children have that my father is coming back. He's left us for two weeks. I wonder what's what spirituality he's coming back with. You know, I don't want to go there and you know make myself a joke in front of God and his prophet. You know, very it's it's, it's you know it's an opportunity, but I don't want to be embarrassing myself in this. So I, I'm very nervous. I know there's excitement, but very nervous. That's my feeling. And I, you know, I I, I feel like you know this year, you know, me and Sheikh Masmani were talking a few days ago. I was at your house. And two hours, all we did was talk about how, how like how dependent we are on this Hajj journey. But we ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to um, to replace this void with something from His treasures. I mean, you know, replace this void that we are not going to be physically present in His holy land of Makkah and Medina, but God is everywhere. You know, there's so many righteous people that were so poor, they probably never went there, but they're going to Jannah with the Prophet You know, um, so I want to I want to ask Allah to give us that opportunity again and again. Anyone that's gone there and make dua that Allah takes us there. And if you've gone there, maybe you can sponsor someone to go that hasn't gone there. You know, um, you know, the real struggle, Sheikh Masmari, is you, you probably see this from Yemen. People from Yemen probably come by car, correct? Yeah, a lot of them come in buses and carts. Yeah. Buses. So how many? Uh, you're. I mean, your parents are from Yemen. You wouldn't know this, but I can ask you this. But I'm just throwing it out there. How long is a journey by bus from Yemen to uh, Mecca? It's not only the journey itself that may take a day, but it's just all the complications that comes with. It can go for three days. Three days. So imagine yeah. someone. Yeah. Having, 
So the longer the journey, the higher the excitement anticipation. Imagine the ships when they arrived in Jeddah from India, from Malaysia, from Pakistan, from Afghanistan. I was talking about in the 50s and the 60s. I don't know if they still have you know, people coming yeah, on shore. They have walking, walking hajj. You know, they would walk. Yeah. Remember, that? Remember those people that did, uh, they cycled from London? Did you guys follow that? I'm, I'm sure people here, there were these um, cyclists that they cycled They're on a bike, right? They went from London. Sheikh Masmari, imagine someone who's been beaten up all his life, who's been hurt by every person in their life. And then the journey is months long years long and they probably like you know they're 70 years old now 80 years old and they're old they're weak and they just they've been waiting to come here what will happen to their heart when they arrive there honestly i we would have to hold their hands just to control their pulse honestly it be wave it'll be it's too much i used to my father said he read this and i come across i came across it later he said that when people when people arrive in jeddah there would be this loud like you know supposed to be loud there would be this loud cheer like in the when the they were dark the big and it was it would be heard miles miles back there was this loud excitement like imagine this ship comes in weeks or someone died on the way there you know you know people would go for hajj before they would go, you know why they talk about paying all your debts, asking everyone for forgiveness? Because Hajj was a journey that people knew that once they took it, they were not sure if they were coming back. It was that rigorous. It was full of difficulties in traveling in the desert, traveling over the sea. You don't know if you're going to make it back. No health care. No, no um, you know, forget a first aid kit. Nothing, you know. You know, and you're on this, you're on the ship. Either you, you die or you make it and come back. A lot of people would ask forgiveness. A lot of people pay back their loans. They didn't know they would come back. If they came back, it was a miracle almost. Right, Mufti Sahib, Sheikh Masmari? That was their journey. Imagine that arrival of that family and that person. You know, um, I, I just see, I, honestly, and sometimes when, when I'm arriving in Medina, Makkah, I'd love to see these simple, poor people who are from the, I'm not calling them poor, but simple people that probably don't know Arabic. You know, they don't know how probably, many of them might not even know how to read Quran. But when they arrive there, uh, Sheikh and Mufti Sahib, they're just they're just jaw dropped and stunned. And sometimes I envy them. I'm a scholar. I've read all of this, but I wish I had that type of, you know, respect for this place and I, that type of like, a, 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 you know, awe and, uh, and dignity of this present, this presence of the city. And so everyone has their own form of expression of love and piety. So you know, you know, you know Sheikh, you just made, there's there's so many stories, but I remember. I saw one time this Chinese brother, and he was in tears. He was, subhanAllah, he, he, it hit us all of how, it just tears of joy, of excitement upon arriving in Medina. And he said, I've been working for 30 years for this moment. He said, all my savings for 30 years just to perform hajj. Wow. It was very heartbreaking. Allah, so that's, that's the, that's the, Greatness of the different, you know, imagine the mercy of Allah because these people are within our audience, you know, how that Allah's mercy and acceptance. So, Bajan, this uh, is the day I one. I must mention you, if you guys can tell us, someone's asked this question, what are those acts that we can do today from our homes that can give us a reward of Hajj and Umrah? Sheikh Go ahead, Sheikh Masmari. Wallahi, I'm not aware of a lot that where someone is rewarded for Hajj and Umrah besides, besides staying up after Fajr. Until until sunrise, re, 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 do it, performing dhikr and engaging in this you know spiritual engagement with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, but um, it's it's it, it it's not about just getting the ajr of Hajj and Umrah. Even though you may get ajr and the Prophet Sallallahu would motivate people, but there is nothing like Hajj. Mm. There is nothing like Hajj. You yeah. can stay up, inshallah, you get the ajr of it, but the acceptance, the forgiveness, there is nothing. There is nothing like the day of Arafat. It is the best day uh, of the year. And so and so, w w what I would advise people and myself is work towards, uh, make the intention and work towards, inshallah, fulfilling that intention and making a reality.
Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. So everyone will see you all tomorrow, inshallah. Tomorrow is, is going to be the arrival in Medina. Uh, just giving you giving you a sneak peek. Everyone has their own um, level of excitement. You know, your own bucket list of things that you have to do, you know, places you have to go, restaurants you have to eat at whenever you go into a journey. My personal favorite in my Hajj journey, the, everyone has Sheikh Will Ash, Sheikh Masmari tomorrow, Sheikh Abdullah. But my personal favorite, the thing that I look forward to the most is the initial arrival in Medina and the first time saying salam to the Prophet. So you cannot miss tomorrow's episode because it's going to be about that the arrival in Medina and going to say salam to the Prophet um, and uh, and so all of you please uh, share this message with everybody else and hopefully everyone can benefit. Zakallah khair for tuning in. But say salam. To very, very heavy, very heavy on the soul, on the on the mind. So please bring your uh, uh, napkins and tissues and join us now tomorrow, and it's going to be great. Sheikh Masmari. Can you just remind people about? Um, I've been wanting to say this from the beginning of the Hijjah when it starts. Please, you go ahead. Inshallah, the first day of the Hijjah is one is day. <coughs> go ahead, Sheikh Abdullah. So, so uh, Wednesday, so Tuesday night, the, um, Tuesday night at Maghrib, tomorrow night, the first um, day of the Hijjah will start, Inshallah, and and then Wednesday morning will be the first day, like you know, the uh, Hijjah. And go ahead, complete it, Sheikh. Sorry, go ahead. Day of the Hijjah is one is day. So if people want to fast, inshallah, that's that's the first day, and then the which makes the day of Arafat on Thursday, not this Thursday, the one next, the day before Eid, which makes Eid inshallah on Friday. So July thirty first is what? Eid. It's July thirty first, I believe. Is Eid, Eid will be July thirty first, inshallah. And uh, and July thirtieth is the day of Arafah. Yes. Okay. Yes. July 30th is the day of Arafah and July 31st. So all of us should make intention to fast and do all, you know, prepare for the Hijjah the way we prepare, prepare for the 10 days of the Hijjah the way we prepare for Ramadan, inshallah. May Allah make us among those who truly benefit. Jazakallah khair. See you all tomorrow. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.